Welcome to another episode of Driving to the Reds with your favorite hosts, Larry and Inelia. Ta-da! We did it. You were getting better, honey. What do you mean getting better? That was perfect. I didn't even trick you not once. And I didn't trick you. Yep. Neither one of us tricked each other. It Oops. Just... I just banged my mic. Oh, well, well. Try not to do that. Okay, I will try not you, to do that. If I do it again, just say, PB, get down. Something <laughs> like that. She's fast out. Yes, she's fast out. Which, <laughs> I gotta say, is something strange. Because yesterday, the she... cats were nuts. The dogs yeah. were nuts. And she was particularly nuts. She was so nuts, I thought. Perhaps she was, like, sick. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. I don't know. I've never seen a dog behave like she was. I know. Do you and there the was same, a full moon, I think. I think it might have been a full moon. Plus, there was all sorts of weird stuff going on on the planet. Weather and tsunamis and things. Giant volcanoes blowing up. Yeah. They, you know, on the, I think something like the 9th of January or 10th of January, they declared that volcano extinct or something. <laughs> we got that one wrong. <laughs> they got that one wrong because four days later it made up Kabalui. Yeah. Giant one. Mm-hmm. We were in our Spanish call, the live broadcast on the first, uh, second, third Sunday, uh, third Saturday of the month uh, <laughs> so, today. So if and, you're a Spanish speaker, you know. Yeah. And. The couple that's in one of the couples that are in uh, in Chile, mm-hmm. in the middle of it, the alarms went off and says, "Oh, we have a tsunami warning." <laughs> <laughs> that was from the volcano. Hard yeah. to believe a volcano makes a tsunami, but it's a little like they keep saying the Canary Islands, one side of it's going to fall in and then bury the U.S. West Coast or East yeah, Coast in yeah. a hundred foot tsunami wave. I don't think that's possible because there's a whole ma- set of mountain ranges between here and there under the ocean. Yeah, so well, that's imagine. still what they say. Yeah, they do say those things. But so, it was like like a foot tsunami, wasn't it? Well, yeah, a few feet. And it was a giant volcano, blew up big time, and had a big landslide or whatever underwater. So pretty much as big as they get. It was the biggest explosion from a volcano they've recorded from space. That's wow. impressive. It's impressive. Sure, not the biggest of all time, but, you know, that was impressive. Mm-hmm. And um, that... Volcano is all the way down by Australia, kind of. Wow, really? Yeah, way, way, Utah. And so we had tsunami warnings all the way up here. It must be 8,000 miles, you know? It's a long ways away. Apparently nothing hit in Hawaii. And when you get into California, Santa Cruz, it was like a raging flood current coming in. Mm -hmm. And it only went up a couple of feet. You know, moved the boats around a little bit. <laughs> and then um, in our bay, I think they counted us at like six inches or something. Oh. But still, even then, you know, that far away to have the water do anything. It's pretty That's impressive. That's pretty impressive, yeah. I thought it's pretty impressive. Isn't this practically on the other side of the world? But it's practical. And you still got six inches up here. <laughs> that was That's a big splash. Nice. What happened to the islands in the South Pacific? Pacific looked like they had a bit bigger of a tsunami, but not extreme, you know, like um, four feet or something. Oh, okay. They said they might have a three meter, like a ten foot one in Japan, but I don't know if that happened. Okay. 
But that's also really far away. I wonder why. Well, even though it was far away, I think that's what might have been making the dogs go crazy. Maybe what caused the sleeping the the dead volcano whatever it's called to wake, to wake up was what's making the animals go crazy. Maybe. Yeah. Because, for serious, last night, you know, she's a little tiny dog, and you have to keep good attention on her because she's finicky about her food, right? Mm -hmm. And yeah. if she gets not enough food, you told me that she'd get shivers and she would go hyperglycemic or something. Yeah, that's what they say about little Yorkies, especially the teacup ones. So they can get into danger. Danger zone fast. Yeah, they can. So we are, I'm kind of always on alert with her because she's little, you know. Mm -hmm. So make sure she gets her breakfast, make sure she gets her dinner, make mm -hmm. sure she gets her water. Well taken care of. She's a very well-loved puppy dog. She is. Who's a favorite job. Favorite job, which we have to stop her from, is... You know, running to the road. I have no idea why she's obsessed with roads. Well, she Every doesn't... single time you put it down, there's a road nearby, she runs for it. I don't understand. What is what is her problem? I know what we can do about that. What? We have a new friend. He's a good animal communicator. <gasps> tell, talk to her about We it. need to talk to her, to him. Yeah, tell him to tell her. Yeah, tell him. To tell her... To stay away from the road. Stay away from the road. <laughs> Get her little pea brain figured this out. Yeah. Okay, that's all. Put that on our list of tasks. We had a yeah. task list that because was... Because I can speak to her, but she doesn't listen to me. I know. She clearly doesn't listen to you. No. <laughs> she does the opposite. She does the opposite of listening to me. Lucy listens. Uh, no. Not she when she runs off. Well, that's, she keeps pretending she can't hear. But if she could hear you, she would, she would listen. Well, if she's on the leash, she listens to me. Yeah. Tiny listens. Sometimes. Romeo listens. Very good. Oh, yeah. He's very good. Missy listens. To you, mm, not me. Yes, she does. Yeah. She used to listen to me, not you, but you fixed that. I didn't mean to. Well, it's happened, and it? It was forevermore. Remember <laughs> that day? <laughs> yeah, we're in my house in California. Yep. And we weren't even together yet. You were just like one of the girls to me. I was not one of the girls. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, you came over with your dog and she came into the house. And she was laying under your feet. And then my cat walked into the room. And the dog growled at her. As she should. And I said to her, don't do that. Really, like, strongly. I remember. And you said, it's okay, she growls. I said, not in my house, she doesn't. <laughs> and she looked at you and looked at me, and she came over and sat under my feet. <laughs> and you were like, what? What just happened? That's my dog. And she was looking at you from under my feet. It's a slightly guilty look, but hey, she's like, hey, sorry. <laughs> it was nice knowing you. <laughs> and she used to be like, like attached to you. you like know? glue, yes. Glue. Not no more. Now when we're going somewhere, there's a 50-50 chance that she'll want to go or not want to go. She's like, yeah, she loves I'll the just stay shack. here. I'm going to lay on this pillow. Yeah, she, she hasn't been back the to the Shemichek. boat. She hasn't been back to the bay. She's just, just hanging out at the Shamachek. Yep. I remember when we first got it, she sat down by the front door 
She looked at you and she sent a big message. Thanks, Dad. I love the house you bought me. Yes, totally. Didn't want to go anywhere else after that. <laughs> and then usually you'd get in the truck and she'd be right in it. And oh, this yeah. time, maybe, maybe sometimes, you know, how she feels. But most of the time, she no. looks at you and she hides. I'm gonna go, I'll, I think I'll stay home. <laughs> I remember the first time. Do you remember the first time yeah. when she didn't go fishing with you? Yeah, I remember. And you were like, like something wrong with my dog. I think she might be sick. <laughs> <laughs> so in doubt, what's wrong, Missy? And she's like, I don't want to go. I want to be here with you in my house. My house, not me. Yeah, My yeah. house. And you said, okay, all right, well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you were a bit upset about it. Yeah, at first. I think you took Romeo or something. <laughs> Romeo's no good on the boat. No, Missy's good not. on the boat. She can get in there to cab. She can get out of the cab. She can help me catch the salmon. <laughs> she can bark at the sharks and sea lions. But Romeo, he's just, he's just not, he can't get in. He can't get out. <laughs> yes. He can't go up there. He can't get down there. Can't go over this way, can't go that way. He's just basically frozen in spot. <laughs> He's not interested in the fish, not interested in if you catch a fish or lose a fish or if the seal's there or anything. Yeah. He's just interested in not being there mostly. Right, right. So I don't make him go fishing. But PB has never even. She doesn't like the boats. She's not a big boat fan mm-hmm. either. But last night, what was strange was that. She um, she wouldn't stay still in one spot. You yeah. know, she wouldn't go to sleep. She wouldn't rest. She wouldn't relax. She'd get on your lap, and then she'd move to your feet. She'd get up to your um, shoulder. Yeah. She'd go try oh, on your, your head. head. She'd lay on your chest. Yeah. In your bag. Yeah. She was like inconsolable. Right. There was nothing you could do to calm her down. To calm her or make her look like she was comfortable. And then the first time ever, I grabbed her about one o'clock in the morning because she kept waking me up. And I picked her up, I took her outside the room, put her on the sofa with some pillows, <laughs> and I said, you sleep here, and I left. <laughs> and I locked the door. <laughs> yeah, I just had That's enough. impressive. That's impressive, I'd had enough. Because she hasn't... She wouldn't stop. She hasn't spent, I think, 30 seconds away from us in her entire life. And then around, it was 5.30 in the morning when I got up to go and check on her, because mm-hmm. it was cold out there. And I couldn't find her anywhere. She wasn't on the sofa. She wasn't on the pillow. She wasn't on anywhere. Were you terrified? No. Because she kept telling me, I'm, I'm upstairs. Oh. I'm upstairs. But I didn't want to go upstairs. <laughs> so the last place I checked was this going upstairs. And she was actually on the stairs. All, all in a little bundle looking at me with her big eyes. <laughs> I'm going to be good now. Okay, you better. So I grabbed her and put her on the bed, and she rolled up and fell asleep. <laughs> well, right now she's rolled up in a little curled ball. Yeah, like usually sleeping does. Sleeping like normal. Yeah. Nothing, whatever it was yesterday, carried into today. That was so weird. And you said the cats were going nuts in the house. Cats were going well. nuts. Brad was attacking Theodora. Missy and Lucy were fighting like cats and dogs. That was weird. I mean, Lucy's L- injured. Lucy got a cut on her face. A cut on her face from Missy. Yeah. And Missy was. Missy's half her size, you know, yeah. and upside down on the ground, and Lucy's doing her, it's a dominance yeah. um, posture. She doesn't have teeth on Missy. She's not even biting Missy. She's just holding her, wrestling her and holding her down and growling and barking like terrifying noises. The yeah. first few times I heard, I was, you know, terrified because of the noise. I thought she's going to hurt Missy. Mm-hmm. But all she did was hurt her own self. Because, yeah. you know, she put her cut 
cut off foot on the ground and started to bleed. Oh my god. Remember yeah, that? She does that, yeah. So <clears throat> this time she was going nuts on Missy, but Missy was just laying there upside down, not really doing much about anything. Hmm. But then Lucy was barking and growling right next to her ear, you know, but not biting her. But I think one of the times that she did that, she bunked her face on one of Missy's teeth oh <laughs> or something God. because they looked like they were going at it, but they weren't. But it was very traumatizing, you know? She you makes, yeah, she makes the most scary noises. Like she's, yeah. When I'm in there, if she decides that she's going to tell Missy off or tell her tiny off it it literally scares me yeah. i literally stand and say golly lucy i don't know what to say but i gotta go <laughs> <laughs> don't do that to me but it's, it's like you got this fear like a tiger or a lion is going yeah. Yeah. and i don't know i i try to process it but it's still like okay i'm just gonna give you your space <laughs> Oh, she's a big, dangerous dog. I mean, she's as dangerous as a tiger. <laughs> that's what it feels like. It's like mm -hmm. that's a wolf. This isn't the time to correct you. Mm -hmm. Although I suppose there are. No, she, I should probably. When she, does, when she does that, when I'm there, she does it and she looks at me. Like, is that okay? Mm. And if, if Tiny's being naughty and, you know, she's just teaching him manners, so I say, yep, yeah, that's okay. And she goes back to him. <laughs> well... Now remember, he runs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. He runs, cry, cry, cry all the way she's around. Not even, she's, she's not even touching her. Not him. even touching him. Just oh, making just the scary clown. noises. Yeah. And oh my god, it scares yeah. him. He goes, runs around the whole yard, like you know, yeah. tiles on fire. But if um, PB's outside, Tiny thinks for some reason that she's a pincushion. Yeah. Or a step stool. Yeah. And then the, uh, Miss, uh, Lucy goes for him. She protects Tiny um, PB. PB. Yeah. It's funny that PB and Lucy, who are, I mean, PB's literally the size of Lucy's nose. Yeah, she is. Her mouth and nose is this long, and PB's this long. Yeah. They're the same. Yeah. Maybe her ears might go match some of about to Lucy's eyes, but Lucy's head's bigger than. Oh, way PB. bigger than PB, yeah. yeah. Yeah, PB is the size of her jaws. Yeah. And they are best mates. They are. The from the very first minute. Day, yeah. Remember? Yeah. She looked second. at her, sniffed her, and it was said mine. Oh, mine, yeah. My, felt like my sister kind of yeah. thing, you know? Yeah. They just knew each other from the beginning, loved each other, and they always greet each other first before they greet anybody else when we come home. Do you remember when we used to check her to see if she was a dog before her? Oh, yeah. yeah and did. she kept looking, kept looking, kept looking. Yeah. But I don't think she is. I, I think know. so. You do? Still? I still do. Because of the way they are together, you know? Mm -hmm. And the way that she... Because why wouldn't um, Lucy protect Missy or Tiny or cats or anybody else? Why just this dog? And they don't... They don't hang out each other. No, they don't hang out. PB doesn't hang out in Lucy's pen. She doesn't. For day after day after day after day. No. No, she doesn't. But if Lucy and... If Tiny's out with PB, 
Tiny treats Peavy like I would expect him to as a puppy. He chews on her, chases her, tries to get her yeah. to play. But she's too little and she's mad and she tells him, no, get away from me. Yeah. And um, Missy does that also to Tiny because Tiny roughhouses with Missy. Yeah, he does. Lucy don't care not one bit if Missy's getting it from Tiny. No, she doesn't. But if Tiny even gets close to Peavy, she goes for him, yeah. tells him off. Yeah. Runs him off. Yeah, he runs him off. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes... <laughs> runs away. <clears throat> so, dog dynamics. It's kind of like... Hmm. The part that worried me about PB last night was her energy state, right? Yeah. So, it was the energy state of her... Was it the energy state of her? Was it the energy state of the entire area... Or place, local, planet, what do you think? If you if you could tap into that night, last night, it was felt pretty wild. I think it was the planet. Planetary thing. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Bombarded with some cosmic rays or what? Something, I don't know. Uh, I mean, I can look now. Yeah, that's that. That's what yeah. I want you to do. Okay. Because it's easier now to look at it. Last night in the middle of it, it was I a bit couldn't. hard. Yeah. It feels like a communication. Hmm. It's like a communication. Like, yeah, it feels like a, a beyond material world communication. To all of us, as a human collective and everything else. That's how it feels. Interesting how it manifested then. Because it was agitation. A, yeah. It seemed like all the animals and the people and even the volcanoes were very agitated. Mm-hmm. And the people. I know that's one thing that I was wanting to talk about is how do you deal with... Um, when your dogs are acting crazy like this, you know, mm-hmm. what I did today, <clears throat> I put Missy on the front, I put mm-hmm. Lucy in the middle, I put Tiny over on this side, <laughs> PB on the inside, and Romeo oh, somewhere else, and the cats were okay. And everybody was all separated, and you know what? What? They were very unhappy. They were? Yeah, didn't you hear them? Oh, didn't Missy barking nonstop, Tiny barking nonstop. Missy was barking nonstop. They were like, they want to be together. <laughs> even so though weird. They want to be I apart. Don't know. It was quite weird. But it's not the same, but similarly, when you've um, been talking to your family or people, or it's kind of known, mm, don't do things like take shots or, you know, the vaccine stuff and that. And then. Information starts coming out like it is lately from all kinds of sources like Joe Rogan and mm, CNN or Fox or that kind of stuff. And it started to spread more and people becoming more mm, more critical of what they maybe choices they made. Mm-hmm. Maybe start coming back to you and say, hey, I you know heard some of this stuff now. I'm kind of curious. Actually, nobody's done that, but... 
No, they won't. Don't worry. <laughs> you, you don't have to worry about people coming and say, hey, you were right. No. Can you help me understand uh, or what to do now? No. Don't have to worry about that. Uh-huh. It's just a figment of my imagination thing. Well, they will not say it because they didn't hear you. Ah, uh, they never heard you to begin with. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I guess I was imagining like Thanksgiving or Christmas or things like that where your whole family gets together and there's obviously I think some people get put on the don't listen to Uncle blah blah because you know he's a bit whack about the back stuff <laughs> how about we just don't talk about it you know right? Yeah. and then the next time you have the family dinner maybe it's different because everybody's figured out that's not a good thing because remember the reveal planetary reveal yes. to create and eh, you know tension yes did feel a little bit to me like that kind of tension, how that tension would feel last night. Mm. Was that the communication, you think? Yeah. Mm. I think it's all part of it. It feels like a communication of some sort. Well, I, did, I did feel a bit agitated, too. Remember, I took PB and walked around the couch 300 times to try and tire Calm her down. out. <laughs> and she literally followed me the whole times. <laughs> all those times. Yeah. She's never followed me that kind of... <laughs> if I walk from one side of the house to the other house, she's not going to follow me. No, she she will go over one side and lay down. She's not going to come back. Right. Last night, she followed me around the couch. I literally walked around it laughing with Fred. I said, <laughs> watch, look. And I walked over there, and I walked over there, and I walked over there, and then I couched some more, and then over there, and over there, on my tail the entire time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was acting very, was very nuts. strangely yesterday. Thought maybe she is in on drugs or something, or she ate some plants. No, she wasn't. Wow. So, when I was in that state, you know, the best thing I could do was also try to calm myself a little bit mm-hmm. and try and tune into her and see what's going on. And felt her belly and felt like she was a bit puffed. Mm-hmm. So. I asked you to Google and see what it would be like if she was in heat or something that was going on. Maybe that would make her act a little bit crazy. Yeah. And you said you thought that's what she was going on. Yeah, but today she's perfectly fine, so, so I don't think wasn't. it could be if she goes that fast. Right. She can't be in heat for two hours. No. <laughs> All right. Well, it's very confusing times navigating these energies. These are how we experience energies. We have dogs yeah. and, and cats. cats. And, and they, people. They display... I don't know many people actually who slept last night at all or yeah. well. They had a lot of trouble going to sleep. Felt agitated. Yeah, that was it. I felt agitated. Yeah. Hmm. What do you think? It seemed fine this morning. Yeah, after we actually managed to go to sleep. After I put her outside the room and I was able to go to sleep. I did. I got I went to sleep finally. But yeah, it's it's interesting to see because then we had that tsunami thing this today and apparently that volcano was gone like dead and now it's not. It's, it can't just change like that all of a sudden. So it's almost like it was activated by something else. Mm. There's probably some speculation about that. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't doubt it. Yep. 
Um, funnily enough, there's a, there, something caught my attention. Uh, I think it was yesterday or the day before. Uh, I can't remember what it was that we were listening to or watching, but they talked about, um, how a lot of witness, there's like 500, like an average of 500 sites and around the world of UFOs. Oh yeah, 500. That can be like proven, you know, like they have photographs or something. 500 reports. Reports with video or, or, or something. And, um, and one person said, and there's somebody, they're not allowing people to, um, drone or film over the ocean. Mm-hmm. Because there's a lot of activity just off the coast of places. It must remember, be right off of Fossil Beach because I can't fly my drone there. Yeah. I remember when I said to you, like, when was it, like a year ago, that there seems to be like flotillas outside, mm-hmm. just outside of the um, beach, like on the ocean side, Pacific Ocean, Atlantic Ocean. Yep, I remember and, that. And um, other oceans around the planet. The Arctic Oceans. There's like ships under the water waiting. Waiting? Standing by for we don't know. Well, um, I think when I we tapped into it, it felt like it was one of those situations where um, they're waiting for us to reach the frequency where we're compatible with them mm-hmm. and then they become one with us right mm. that's how it felt to me i always thought that process would involve like people choosing to raise their frequency i didn't consider the alternative which includes not only people are raising their frequency but the lower frequencies are dropping off and the cumulative effect is the frequency changes mm-hmm. yeah i always just thought about the one side you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Yeah, there's been, um, and also there was another, um, another podcast or something. I can't remember. I think it was Woo Woo Boy. He was mm-hmm. talking about it. And, um, it was interesting to me because he was being interviewed and he talked about, um, how, He's where very very wary of channeled information, and that's always been my stand as well. Um, being very very wary of channeled information because often the person's ego will take over sometimes, or the channeled entities and things that are coming through are actually got an agendas and they're not particularly high frequency, and sometimes they're just taking the piss, man. Seems that way. Yeah. So, but what I found was interesting was that he was talking about how, um, I don't know if I understood it right or whether I misunderstood to hear something else, but it felt like the, he had a, um, he knew, he didn't just believe, but he knew that um, some of the communications were coming through um, and from ETs, right? Mm-hmm. And that got me thinking about 
the type of communications that we've had in the past with ETs and also with Sasquatch and Lemurians, you know, ultra-dimensional beings. I was thinking about that and it feels like that type of communication, like that larger collective, is very, very close to the edge right now. Because we haven't actually gone purposely to communicate with any type of entity like that, like this. I mean, the Sasquatch I tap into, I try to tap into them, but I haven't felt them for a long time. I felt them a little bit the past few days since we've been traveling to the woods. Um, but I haven't, it's, it wasn't the same it's as clarity. As before. Yeah. There's not, not as direct. direct. There's not as clarity as it used to be. The only direct thing that we did here was in our sound check before <laughs> that we started. Creepy. He's like, testing, testing. And I said, testing, testing. And while we were saying that, somebody, a third voice says, hmm, hmm, just as clear as like that. But it's my voice. It's almost like I was speaking twice. I mean, with two voices at the same time. Yeah, I think that we should include that clip. It sounded like, hmm, hmm, that's not us. No. Well, it sounded like me, man. How, you it's didn't go, hmm, hmm. You just no. went sound check, or just went testing, testing. Yeah. You didn't go, hmm, hmm. Maybe I did? No, you, I was sitting here, I heard you. <laughs> <laughs> testing, testing. Testing, testing, testing. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what do you think? Totally. Was it me? Totally not you. No, I think it, it was, was a, me. It sounds it like ghost. my voice. Nope, it was a ghosty ghosty. It sounded like my voice. Maybe I was channeling. What? <laughs> 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 That's not how channeling works, honey. We don't know. <clears throat> Could be a new form of channeling. I remember I read a lot of channeled stuff for a very long time, and I was following it very, very closely, especially as 2012 started coming up. Mm. And it was making me very um, uncomfortable because you said, Nothing's Things going to happen. <laughs> and all your and channels. All the channels are saying yeah. so much cool shit's going to be happening. <laughs> I'm like, oh, this is unfair. Did you uh, fill out a log with me for a bit? No, not at all. But I know I was like, if I look hard enough, maybe I'll find something that you'll say will be okay, might happen. <laughs> maybe you'll be interested. But as I was listening, I. Here's what I did. I was listening, 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 reading, 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 and watching, 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 and the things would come up to the time, the time where the thing was going to happen, and it wouldn't happen. And every channel would deal with that eventuality differently. Mm -hmm. Some of them would be like, well, oh, things have changed. It was going to happen, but they called it off because X, Y, Z. And other ones, one of the other ones I listened to is like, well, they said it was going to happen. I told them if it didn't happen, I'm not channeling them ever again, and I won't. I'm not, of course she did later anyway, but <laughs> it took a long time for her to like be tucked into it again. Yeah. But <clears throat> she felt as deceived as everyone else, you know. And then some other channels were saying. And some other channels delayed. say, yes, it, it happened. Scheduled. It happened. Oh, it's it an happened internal a, event. It's an internal event, event right? Yeah. Also, it happened on a different timeline. Yeah. We skipped timelines and what we saw, that catastrophe, it did happen. We just got saved by the positive ETs and got put on a different timeline so we didn't have to experience it. <laughs> oh my 
goodness. So, you know, some of them do that. Which makes, oh, you know, after, I don't know, a dozen times of the things not working out like they said they're going to do it. And the usual lines afterwards. Yeah, kind of like dropped my credibility level down to the floor about that stuff. Which is unfortunate because it's so it's such good stories oftentimes. I mean, sure do. you want some, some of them to be really stuff. cool. Yeah. And you want the beings that they're talking to to be who they say they're talking mm-hmm. to. Yeah. But oh, I don't know why. It doesn't seem like that must not be true or something. Mm. What do you think? Uh, I think that there's a lot of them. Entities and things are taking the piss. Some of them are pure misinformation, disinformation. And um, some of them, I, you know, are a little bit accurate, but then sometimes get interpreted by the human that's channeling them. You know what I found funny? What? While I was reading the stuff coming to 2012, I decided to look at, like, 10 years ago of these channels to see what they were like. Uh They were saying the same thing, but 2012. 2000, Y2K. Oh. <laughs> the same exact channeling messages, oh but it was Y2K God. instead of 2012. But yeah. the same thing's going to happen, same world's going to end, same collapse of this, that, and the other thing, right? Oh, my goodness. And then I looked, and they had it for 1920s. Mm. So it's kind of like a thing that's been going on for a while. It's the same thing. Yeah. So you're... So- it's almost like the human collective is trying to program itself for a like sabotage button, right? End of the world button. But it just doesn't catch. I think that those people who try to engineer that type of ending for the human collective uh, and all these dystopian type futures that they're trying to program into the, the, the psyche through films and movies and books and stuff. Eternals. Yeah. I think all of these people are missing the point because they think they don't take into consideration how difficult the human collective is to be erased. It's very hard to erase the human collective. Yeah, that's how it was in Eternals, remember? Even at the end of Eternals, they didn't erase humanity. Mm, The movie? Mm -hmm. Even though we are... You just made a spoiler. You should have done a spoiler alert on their Eternals. Well, everybody knows, everybody must know that the world's not going to end at the end of a Marvel book. Marvel, <laughs> I mean, that's the plot. <laughs> we only have five minutes to save the world. No, they had a week. Oh, they did, yeah. They had a week. <laughs> You're not going to watch a Marvel movie and expect the world isn't getting saved at the end. So, By the know. heroes, yeah. You just wa- You're wondering... How, How is it? it going to happen? Not yes. if it's going to happen. That's true. So, just saying. That was the strangest movie. Uh huh. I really found there were like these. The first time I watched it, mm-hmm. I watched like a minute here, two minutes there, five minutes there. I was busy cooking or doing other chores, so it lasts like two and a half hours. But I only watched about ten or fifteen, twenty minutes of it, just snippets. Mm-hmm. And all the snippets were like, "That's really cool. Hey, that's excellent. Hey, that." Whoa, they're telling that part? But uh, Fred watched the whole thing. And at the end of the movie, I thought it was the greatest movie ever because I really only saw it in like 15 minutes snippets. And <laughs> was like, that movie sucks. He didn't yeah. like it at all, you know? Mm-hmm. So the next day, you know, we watched it again. <laughs> exactly, not a group, yeah. And you watched it with me. 
very Except good. for I had to cook again. So I only watched the first half hour and then I cooked for a while and then came back. No, you cooked in the first part because you said, I've seen the first part, so uh -huh. I'll go and cook. Yeah, but I only saw like snippets of the first part too. Oh, okay. Either way, I, I thought that was cool. The um, Some of the reveals, right? Mm-hmm. And some of the things that they said, they just clicked. It's like, wow, that's accurate. It's kind of like Star Trek or, yeah, Star Trek, not so much Star Wars, but Star Trek. You it, felt like some of his bringing in, his, it's almost like truth. he was doing channeled information and displaying it in a show, you know? Yeah. Well, some of them was, yeah, based on um, actual things that happened on Earth. Mm. Some of that stuff. Like the prehistory. Yeah. And first Doric did and stuff, whatever. Yeah. Well, the prehistory, the history of the planet, you know, the history of that. Oh, planet. you mean for the movie? I was talking about Star Trek. Well, that was also for the movie. The movie had a history that more closely resembles what an actual history would be like. No, it didn't at all, actually. Sure did. Didn't. Did too? No. History, I remember it. No. Well, what was wrong with that history? It was completely inaccurate. So, a little bit right? No. Some parts? No, none. There's a planet Earth? Yes. Okay, some. <laughs> start with the very basic. There was a planet Earth, yes. <laughs> There's a greater species of architects. There's angels. But it's not... It's that, that's part. That's the part that's Caring. inaccurate. Wow. That in the movie is one entity that creates. It didn't create the planet. Actually, it seeded it with something else and was exploiting. Okay, that wait, 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 wait. Spoiler alert. <laughs> Just saying. And it was exploiting the planet and the. Not exploiting the it planet. Was. No, no, no. It was feeding its babies from it. It was feeding <sighs> its babies. With the people that was the not exploitation. That was the seeding of that level of consciousness. That expanded consciousness required a giant amount of consciousnesses focused on it. And yes, so you've seen it as a light worker. End of it. The end of it. It's every, the light worker thing. It's, it's fatal. It's fatal for everyone on the planet, but it's not serious because everyone's end is a new beginning. <laughs> It's fatal, but not serious. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Remember Woo Woo Boy? Yeah, Woo Woo Boy says that. He hasn't said it for a while. Well, but... you know... But I mean, how serious can you take it if that much consciousness is what's required to seed a, a conscious being that... Would that you consider broad? the weed to be a channeled um, entity? No, I don't think so. Would you like to explain who the we are? If I only could. They are a, a database, in a sense. Uh, they love to collect data. So they incarnate into universes and check it out. And then uh, collect that data, the memories, and store them, I guess, and use them. Well, they don't really care about the use of them. They just are data. Yeah. Sort of like in the Eternals, remember? All of the angelics who in this movie were AI robots. 
mm-hmm. who didn't even know they were. Spoiler alert. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is all spoiler. This whole thing's going to spoil it. Yeah, we'll <clears throat> put a warning on this title. But it was, uh, they were serving the role of an angel. Yeah, protecting the humans. Protecting the humans and trying to guide them without interfering too much. Taking... Not at all. They were trying to accelerate the evolution of the humans and their survival so they'd be more born and survive. So because that they could be... They because could... the more they were, they were feeding this baby... Well, they didn't know that. They thought the they were the doing it for the people. They, they didn't yeah, know they that there know. was such a thing as a Correct. celestial. Yeah. So their directive, their prime directive was... To create an environment on the planet that created many, 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 many humans, mm-hmm. conscious, aware humans. And um, I don't know why they weren't supposed to interfere a lot, but for some reason they weren't. I think that was because... They were supposed to give them technology and tools and information to survive and, and breed more babies. Right. Basically, the agenda was to have a big population. Yeah. And they were not allowed to interfere with their warring and stuff because... Allegedly, according to their boss, that that conflict created an acceleration of evolutionary forces, forces because they probably yeah. like technology for killing each other, so technology for living and saving too. each other better because yeah. they'd be saving them from their injuries. That sounds like Rockefeller medicine, yeah, wartime medicine. Yeah, it's very effective at stopping you from dying. Yeah. So that, that's the kind of thing I was saying about the movie, is there were these snippets that are real. They're portrayed in a different way, but it's basically it real. Hmm? There was people in it. Tons of people. Yeah. That was real. <laughs> that was real. <laughs> I might have to watch the whole movie to like it as little as the rest of you. I didn't say I didn't like it. I you don't seem I to. actually liked it. So what did you like about it? Um, I like the special effects. I like some of the characters were well developed. Um, there was, I like the twist of, you know, how the usual Superman hero type one mm-hmm. wasn't at all. He was actually the baddie. <laughs> oh my goodness, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Spoil it for me. Or the goodie, depending on what side you're t- looking at it from. He could have been the goodie. Well, if you're looking at it from the perspective of the, the, the baby god that was in the middle of the earth. Well, that's how you look at it. But if you're looking at it from the perspective of human beings and his mates, mm-hmm. he was the bad guy. And Angelina Jovi, she um, she played a, a, a crazy one that kept going crazy and attacking her friends. Yeah, I don't know she, why she did that. She was interesting. Because she kept remembering the thing and made made her instantly. Oh, she remembered crazy. what was going to happen. Yeah, she was remembering her past lives. Yeah, so she's trying to stop it. Even all. though she's an eternal and should never even have a past life because she's supposed to not die. Mm-hmm. Which they figured out they don't die because they never lived. No, no. What they did was yeah, exactly. Their memories are kept, but they're not kept. Yeah, so the memory bank wiped. Looked yeah. to me like. What the we collect, which was vast mm. bits of memory, and a whole bunch of them, all no. on that wall. No. Yeah, that's, that's what it looked like. Okay, but we did not like that. Okay, so don't ask me to explain them. I thought you understood it. That's what I did. Yeah, okay, you don't understand the we then, you're right. 
It's that's understanding the way is a challenging thing to do, a more challenging thing than you could probably imagine, honey. Yeah. So if we had ten people in the room to try to describe it, they would all probably come up with different things. And the experiences they have, I don't know. Some of them, I'm sure, many of them would be different. And it's it's I don't know how to explain it. It's it caught me by surprise when I found them. Found out about them. Mm-hmm. Remember, I was in uh, 10,000 10, miles away from <laughs> everything. I had uh, to go through a little death. Do you remember that? Yes. I had to die my old life, die. I had to pretend, basically say, okay, I'm going. So all of these responsibilities that I have that I feel and I've made them so important to me, which was also in the Eternals, again, another okay. one of those things. I said, if I died, what would happen? Would they be able to take care of themselves or would I have to take care of them from beyond the grave or something, you know? It's like, obviously everybody's going to be fine. So I had inflated my own self-importance, right? Oh, and created a bunch of dependencies. Yes. Yeah. Highly codependent. But that's... History. The nature of the reality <laughs> that we are in That's what, that generates that so that we do things that we don't want to do. Oh, Otherwise, we wouldn't do those things. Mm, interesting. Didn't you know that? No. So what happened after you dropped all those things? Do you still do need it, that codependency to do things you don't want to do? Mm, well, I, the dogs are still somewhat dependent on me. Yeah. Is that why you have so many dogs? <laughs> a little dog feeding ritual in the evening, yeah. Yeah. So, not to the degree I used to be, no, definitely not. Mm-hmm. As a matter of fact, all those relationships dissolved to the degree that, geez, they just don't even exist anymore, most mm-hmm. of them. Yep. Because we don't didn't serve that role anymore for each other, we could move on to a different thing. Yeah. And all of them, all of them did move on to different things. They did. Eventually. They grew. They grew off, off into a different direction. Mm-hmm. So I was in... Uh, Europe, having dropped all of my responsibilities, just fluffed off to Europe Mm -hmm. to go where I always wanted to go my whole life, but never could go. Mm -hmm. Well, I did it. And I'm in a hotel room, which is in a monastery or a nunnery or something. It was a monastery, yes. Yeah, I had never been to a monastery or a nunnery or anything And we were ensconced into these little cells, which, you know, when I go to, you go to a hotel, you know, they have a process, and they have a room and a key, and et cetera, et cetera. This was like an abandoned nunnery, and there was nobody in charge of things or something. It's like, ah, oh, there's rooms over there. Just go, go to the end over there. It's like there's no maps. There's it's it was just the strangest situation, and which it was fun because it was different. Yeah, and I was in Europe and was hoping Europe would be different than you know Seattle. Yeah, and it is. Yes. And we're in the room, and in the next, I don't know, hour or two, or the next morning, I don't remember which, you were going to have um, one of your events, Mm -hmm. speaking. Yeah. And I'm sitting there, and your mannerism and your face and your entire body, and basically everything about you changed. (laughs) (laughs) 
You still look the same, but you did not sound the same, speak the same, respond or in any way um, re... So like when you're talking to another person, you have some form of connection uh-huh. so that, you know, you're talking to each other and you're like, the the rules of engagement are clear. Mm-hmm. Like dogs that play with each other and they play fight. They have yeah. this very elaborate ritual, right? Yeah. Humans have it too, but it's invisible to them. Mm-hmm. Well, they, would, they no longer existed. There was none of that. Well, you had met them before. <laughs> But I didn't know. <laughs> what do you think I just happened? thought, well, that's strange. It seems so personable, but it's like impossible to s- communicate. <laughs> there's, there's nothing there to communicate to with. <laughs> to with? <laughs> yeah, it was like a uh, job done, click off. Kind of like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So the required response was given transmitted no more further communication required period <laughs> kind of felt like that like yeah so i mean i just thought that that was yeah, a quirk a quirky you were a bit quirky or you were just like not interested in talking to me <laughs> or distracted or you know whatever mm-hmm. I didn't think it was a different um, entity or collect. It's not exactly a different entity. <clears throat> it's a different expression. Yeah, I didn't think of, of it like that. I thought of it as you didn't really want to talk to me. You were like not interested. Like you have to sit here because there's food and you're hungry. But you're not actually <laughs> sitting here because you want to talk to everybody. Mm-hmm. Kind of I felt like that. Yeah. So in Spain, when we were in that um, little cell, because they call them cells there, you know, mm-hmm. it really wasn't a jail cell or anything, but it was their cells. I was presented with the we who wasn't you, but was you. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, that was, I was, I remember saying, I knew there was something else here. I didn't know what was going on, but I knew there had to be something <laughs> more of this because, you know, all of the information and the wisdoms and the way that you share and the energy that you carry, you know, just not like a regular old human person. Mm. You, l- you look like a regular old human person, but you're not. Yeah. So that sense of awareness, that sense of beingness, that something's different. And it's a difficult, not the same, to engage with. Because at that time, remember, they were very um, cons- consolidated in their own sense of awareness space, and you were the other awareness space. They weren't existing together. Correct. One was conscious and aware, and the other one was not. Mm-hmm. And then the other one was conscious and aware, and the other one was not. Right. So you could share information, but you had to do it through a way that was like recording it or writing it down so the other awareness can hear it or read mm-hmm. it, right? Remember when they said do not record the conversation and yeah. you did? 
Yeah. Yes, then what <laughs> happened to the four hours of recording? I don't remember now. Yeah? You don't remember? After they were gone, like that awareness field changed to the singular awareness field. Um, you said, oh, you know, I recorded them. I did. And um, You want to hear? Yeah, you want to hear? And I said, yeah. And you pressed play and it was silent for four hours. Yes, I do remember now. Yeah. There was silence. They were chuckling. Yes, sure. Silence. (laughs) That was weird. Do you think we were actually just silent sitting there? And it was all Um, mental, mentally communicated? It must have. How would your your recorder not record for four hours silent? I mean, how would you record (laughs) silence when you were talking? (laughs) Yeah, see what I mean? When you get into that space, something strange is going on. Yeah. Something very strange. And from that point forward, we moved to a process where they were getting consolidated so that you could maintain both states of awareness. Yes. And conscious of both simultaneously. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of training, practicing. And there was a word for that, too. Do you remember the word? The, and then the two consciousness, you know, melding into each Merged other so that in a way. it could be that joint one simultaneously simultaneous aware. i i got to a point where my awareness as a singular individual was active and awake and listening and partaking when the other one was basically in charge of the body and talking to other people and things mm-hmm. and then sometimes i would translate and i remember things too so sometimes i would translate when somebody would say um tell me about my life you know Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's always about them. Me and myself is extremely boring. Tell me uh, about my life. Then. Yeah, like that. Just a little bit. Yeah, and <laughs> come it was on, like, honey. I would translate and say, and because it would be like, hmm, hmm. what do they mean? You know, they're <laughs> like a internal being that have lived for gazillions of years. And they want to know about that. So I would translate and say, no, no, they mean this singular life that they're incarnated as right now. The one that they're remembering right now. That one. The one that the self is right now. Yeah, that one. (laughs) That's what they're really worrying about. So we translate stuff like that, see? So, yeah, you could have a dialogue so that Mm -hmm. they would... Because that was the problem when I would dialogue with them. It was a difficult thing to communicate with because the frame of reference that we have is like that 10 million lifetime reference like where am i from and you're thinking toledo and they're thinking where are you from (laughs) (laughs) divine eternal (laughs) yeah what do you mean where do you originate as a divine eternal (laughs) (laughs) exactly yeah so that was a little bit easier with me being aware and conscious and um being able to translate, right? But again, one of the reasons why I used to, all of the events that I used to do were mm-hmm. they we actually. There was only one person in one event that looked into my eyes while the we were there and said, You're a collective consciousness. <laughs> <gasps> You're a we consciousness. They actually said the word we. Yeah. And the we is like, it's not a name, obviously, it's a whatever, so, you know. It's a way to communicate broader um, consciousness. Yeah, that's how I call them as a kid, you know. Uh-huh. 
Sometimes I am, and sometimes we are. <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I am, and sometimes we, we are. are. Yeah, that's like how it. I would communicate it as a kid, you know. Mm-hmm. So that's why I call them. I didn't give them a name. Some people give them names, you know, give them a personality, and they have a a, a speaker, you know, because people that like to listen to these type of expanded awareness, they like to have a name or a singular spokesperson to speak, you know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, was, I thought it'd be interesting to talk about that because um, with regards to the channeled information and the AT communication and some sort of communication coming in, what I was thinking is that it reminds me a little bit, and I have been feeling the we coming in quite a bit, Every now and then during the day they'll be present, mm. and um, so that's that's been quite interesting. And I thought I'd mention it because I think we need to, as a human species, we need to start getting used to the idea that we're no longer going to be just singular beings running around in the illusion of separation mm-hmm. much longer. I think we need to start getting used to the idea, introducing the idea that we would be consciously moving from the I, me, and myself to the we consciousness of the human collective on Earth, and maybe even beyond one that one that, to the uh, cousins that are off in the ocean, you know, in their spaceships, mm-hmm. and we're going to become them as well. So, and I think that we need to start introducing that idea because what I have found through my life is that people are often afraid of their weak consciousness because they think they will lose them, their singularity, they will lose themselves, they will no longer be Mary or Peter or Sean or uh, Jennifer, you know, mm. they're no longer those. They're just going to become like everybody <laughs> all the time and they lose mm-hmm. themselves. So to explain a little bit further, um, imagine a little bird flying from tree to tree, mm-hmm. right? And then it rejoins a flock of birds flying in the sky that, you know, like they look like clouds. The murmuration, yeah. yeah. It's the same bird, right? that's in that cloud but there's thousands of other little birds with him or her but there's still one bird and then at the end of their dance they will go their different ways right so it's a bit like that expressing at a conscious level in your mind you will sometimes be that flock of birds and sometimes you will be the singular bird going from flower to flower if you're a hummingbird you know mm-hmm interesting way of looking at it yeah well it's a little bit easier to absorb that part but i think it's important to start introducing that because i don't normally talk about the we no not very often do you i don't want people to um what usually happens is that people project a lot of authority to these uh, to the we um and i don't think it's a healthy state of being to project one's authority onto something or someone, or even a group of entities or individuals. Um, I see it with the channeled information. Like you said, you were listening to it over and over, like, you know, lots of them and stuff. Following the story very closely, yeah, yes. Yeah, exactly. 
And we as humans tend to do that. That's one of our tendencies because we know that when we step into our consciousness, right, Mm -hmm. as a we, then we are able to see a lot more than we do as a singular being. Each person on the planet knows this. And I think it's partly why we give our authority away to channeled collective consciousnesses. And why entities take advantage of that tendency and come in and miss miss with us, you know? (laughs) Imagine it's entertaining. It is very entertaining, yes, to them. Well, the concept, the thought of um, existing instead of as singular, just singular, which is entertaining also, of course, but less singular, not many ones, but many, I don't know, we, are we, yeah. what you're trying to say. What What do you think the matrix, would there still be a matrix? Yes. That we because, would create and exist within and rules of engagement and all that? Yes. But, um, it's It's very simple. You know, we're still going to be extremely limited in awareness. And our perception and our communication and our interest and everything will be based on Earth and experiencing things here on Earth. And the the healthy aspect of the collective consciousness of the human collective basically is being able for the individual to be able to come in and out of it at will mm-hmm. and as they choose. To be the human collective broadness and then be the singular Larry at will. That's the interesting part. And for that, of course, all of it, all our interests are to do with Earth and our lives here. Or even maybe traveling through this universe, you know. But it is about the physical universe mostly. Most people are interested in that. Have you ever line danced? Uh, Not in real life, only in second life. I love it. I think it might be like that. <laughs> yeah. Being a wee, a little bit like you become yeah. the whole organism, yeah. everyone dancing. Yeah. Have you done it? Yeah. You like it? Well, yeah, I did. It was fun. Yeah. I mean, it was like, yee-haw, got all my stuff together, let's go line dancing. It was be like, we're at the place where line dancing was going on, and then just I'd get talked into joining in, and then I figured out what you're supposed to do. It was a lot more fun because, you know, standing there and not knowing the moves is a bit tricky. Yeah. But they're they're fairly simple. Yeah. And then you get the moves down and then you do it and you're doing it with everybody else for a little while and it's like you kind of have you can stop you can stop being the one person doing the thing because everybody's doing the same thing. Yeah. Right? And then then you're more interested in doing the same thing that everyone's doing at the same time. With the music. So anyway, it even didn't even matter the music. It seemed like the same line dance worked for every every <laughs> song. So it was an interesting, it was unique, that experience. I liked that experience. But of course, as I was doing it, I noticed there were some singulars who had flourishes on all of the things that I'd just learned. And that somehow they did those same moves that I was doing with panache. <laughs> <laughs> Then you became, so became like, a singular then again. Then I was a singular you? again, yeah, yeah. So so you drift in and out of it. Yeah, you do. You drift in and out of it. Yeah. So I imagine uh, it would be interesting to see what world, what um, 
difference in the world is created by carrying a, that kind of a conscious awareness mm-hmm. level. That'll be mm-hmm. cool. Yeah, I think so. Something to really think on. Yeah. Or contemplate. Contemplate, I think, and start getting ready. Now that's some exciting news. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think I feel pretty complete. That's um. That's um. Kind of left me speechless again. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <laughs> that's good. I feel complete. Okay. Love you, honey. Love you, darling. Ha, 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 ha.